they're grown ass men and there's no need to be soft about it. Or it's goddamn negligence. This is why you don't keep a coach that has nothing to lose and has no buy-in to your future. Did what the game plan said should win the game. I agree with you 100%. And it was squandered on a poor performance by a quarterback. Welcome to the Chicago Bears Den Podcast. We've got just Rick today. Sorry, guys. I know Bill is kind of the color for us, but he is uh, not able to make it today. Uh, I was not able to make it the last few days. You know, lots of stuff going around, but we're going to get this episode out, and then uh, we'll be back next week, Wednesday, on the 15th for the first day of free agency, uh, another late episode, but we uh we want to wait for that first day and just you know bring those great announcements. I'm sure the Bears will make some moves on opening day, and we're we're here for you for it. So let's jump right in. Obviously, uh, if you are on Twitter, you have seen some of the uh, comments from Jaquan Brisker about paying Lamar Jackson and how he thinks Daniel Jones is trash and. It's kind of created a storm on Twitter. Uh, Darius Slayton clapped back at him, which led to the Jets clapping back, which led to the Lions clapping back. You know, there's uh, a lot of people talking about the Bears and how bad they are, but we are keeping receipts, guys. I think that in 2023, we're going to come back. We're going to be a lot stronger. We're going to have young talent all around. We're going to have some top free agents. It's going to be a good thing. But the the reason I bring it up is because Daniel Jones was a key piece in a couple of different things. Obviously, it led to Saquon Barkley getting tagged. He's no longer going to be an option for the Bears to pursue. Whether you are pro that or not, I mean, it, it's something that was worth looking at. But... We are going to not have the opportunity to bring in a top name back now. Uh, It seems like they all got tagged, so we're going to have to figure out what we're doing, whether that's Khalil or if we can do something with Monty or what's what's happening for 2023 at the running back position. It's kind of a question mark all of a sudden. We, We didn't get the tag in on Monty, so... Let's sit back and see what happens. But most importantly about what happened with Daniel is the QB carousel is kind of full in motion now. So Daniel Jones is staying with the Giants. People are starting to let those dominoes fall now. We have a home for Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers is meeting with the Jets. Jimmy Garoppolo is now getting close to uh, finalizing something. There's a few teams, including the Texans, showing interest in Jimmy G. There's there's a lot of stuff out there right now for the QBs, and you would think that that would make it harder for us to trade back. Theoretically, you would think that with there being three main names that people would be willing to just sit back and see who they get. But according to Ryan Poles, that is not the case, guys. 
he uh, was talking to Peter King and said that he is fully confident that he can get uh, two additional firsts, one for 2024, one for 2025, that he had talks with several different teams at the Combine, and that's what he believes he can get, and that he's in no rush to uh, get this done early, but or or at least that nobody's going to rush him, but that he, he believes he can get a good haul, and so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. You got to keep in mind, it's also lying season. You want people to think you're going to draft somebody different than you're actually drafting. You want people to overpay for their trade. So this could be pure strategy by polls, guys. He may be just making a choice to talk about this large haul to try to create that large haul. So we got to be patient. We got to see what happens and just kind of hang back and uh you know get, give it uh give it a few weeks guys uh only time will tell how honest this actually is but i mean with, with, with that being said about combine and all the talks there pro days are around the corner it sounds like the bears have interest in talking to paris uh johnson so I mean, this is a guy that blocked for Justin Fields. They have a good relationship. I think that this is not a bad pick if we choose to drop back to seven, nine, something like that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I, I would prefer to see one of those defensive linemen that we've been talking about. Um, but I mean, with the combine announcement of the misdemeanor arrest of Jalen Carter. I, I don't know if that takes him off the board or what, what that exactly means for Jalen Carter's future and draft potential. I don't think that it's a huge deal necessarily in the eyes of GMs and coaches. Um, I think that there's a lot of details that still need to be uncovered, and I'm sure that's all part of the interview process he'll be going through with coaches and GMs even more to come at the pro days but I don't know if it is a big deal I mean do we trade back or do we just lock in Will Anderson at first I I don't know I I, I honestly think that we want one of those two players and if we're taking Carter off the board then we, we can't risk that trading back to even four that he goes at three with the Cardinals. So I would just pick Willie Anderson at one, if that's the case, unless I can trade back to two with the Texans. But hey, they seem content with going Paris Johnson if that does happen. So I, I think we are trading back regardless. We will see exactly how that goes. It sounds like they want to take him out to dinner. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin is there. These guys still stay in contact from time to time, have a good relationship. And I think that'll help calm down Justin in the pocket if we can get somebody that he trusts over at the right tackle position. I, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot of reason to grab Paris Johnson uh, on top of the fact that he's got great skill, great size, going to be able to hold down that right tackle position really well. But 
there's a reason I'm here on a microphone and not in an office, right? Personally, I would still go defense over the right tackle here. I think that there's some second-round right tackle, but it's, I guess, all about taste, all about how far back you want to trade. I mean, we got to explore a lot of options, and I think that that's what Ryan Poles is doing right now. But that that's the big news that's going on right now. I mean, there's a lot more that we could probably dive into, but I want to save some of that uh, and get into details with Bill, create a little banter, a little conversation around it. What I want to talk about next is free agency. Free agency opens on the 15th, one week away from tonight as I record here Wednesday night. And there's still a lot of good names out there. I mean, we could be talking about Orlando Brown, who can probably play either tackle, but most recently played left tackle. There's safety help. There's corner help, linebackers that we would want to pursue. I mean, we can fix a lot of things throughout free agency, and I think that there's a lot that's going to be done on day one, and that's why we're going to wait until Wednesday and come in on Wednesday. I think that uh, I'm just going to go through a few of the names that I think are going to be the best fits. So Javon Hargrave is the first guy. I mean, Bill talked about him. He's probably that backup option now that we can't get De'Aaron Payne. I don't want to see anything long-term. We've made that mistake enough times with Quinn and Mac, just given aging players long contracts that are worth a lot of money. I'd love to see a two-year kind of deal with Javon and see where we go from there. I think that he's got really good strength. He's had back-to-back monster seasons, and so he's worth money. I just don't want to overextend and go three, four, five years. So we got to tread carefully here and make sure that we aren't digging ourselves a hole. The next guy that I want to talk about is Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown's only 27. This is seeming like a better option. Yeah, there's some tackles out there in the draft that are worth taking a look at, but I think that Orlando Brown is somebody that we know is established, uh, an above-average starter with great physical traits. I think that if it wasn't for some issue within the Chiefs, he wouldn't even be available. I mean, he got franchise-tagged previously and so obviously they wanted to get something done so i say uh take a swing at orlando brown maybe not for left tackle but moving him over there to right tackle the next guy on my list is jamel dean from the bucks 26 year old corner this is a good option um you know he had some ups and downs last year He's probably not as physically elite as some corners out there, but I think that he's got the mental capacity to stay in the right position, 
lock some things down, create a couple turnovers. But uh, I, I think that three years, 40, 50 million, something like that, uh, might be something we want to take a crack at for this guy. Levante David of the same team. I, I think that, that that's another guy that we need to bring in. Um, Levante David is getting up there, 33 years old, but I mean, again, kind of like Hargrave, let's look at a two-year option for this guy. He's got great physicals, great mind, knows how to cover, knows how to get down inside the gaps and stop the run. I mean, he can do it all. I I do see a lot of concern with that age, but I say we go Levante David, take a two-year flyer on him as well. I, I, I do think that Tremaine Edmonds is the better option. Obviously, 25 years old, didn't get the tag from the Bills. Um, probably one of the best cover linebackers in the league right now and that's really important for the Tampa I mean that's what we saw out of Briggs uh we we need somebody like that again and I think Tremaine Edmonds is probably the more obvious choice to go with but um I I think that if we can't go that route that Levante David is the guy after that the last guy I want to talk about is uh Marcus Davenport. So he had a really great 2021. Not a great 2022, but I mean, still solid. Um, I think that he's going to be pretty consistent. Not super concerned about health or anything. He's only 27 years old. And I think that could be a good solution at edge for us. I think that we need to make sure that we're putting ourselves in a position to fight if we can't take advantage of the top draft class talent at that position. I think that it's possible that you know, we go tackle and then maybe we want to take a shot at one of these top end wide receivers that slipped down. And then all of a sudden, you know, is this going to be cream of the crop edge talent anymore going into the second or third round, late second uh, or third round? You know, I, I think that we have to be careful and, I think that Davenport is an edge that we can count on to come in and make an impact and still have some youth and some speed there. I, I, I think that overall the free agent class is pretty solid on defense, though. So something to watch carefully as we creep up on Wednesday the 15th. Monday is the legal tampering period, so watch carefully and uh you know, listen carefully, but don't believe everything that you're reading. Um, it is lie season, of course, and some agents are going to make some stories up to try to get their guys signed and get them more money. So 
I'm super excited. This is some of my favorite stuff to get into. I think that we have a fun uh, week ahead of us, and then it's full force into the draft. We start breaking down different uh, position groups, things like that. So I hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are excited. Hopefully, I did okay for you guys this week. Bill will be back with me next Wednesday. We should all be fully healthy by then, and we can uh, get back to our normal programming. I hope you guys come back, and as always, don't forget to share the love and share the pod and bear down.